Yeah. I dabble in a little gardening. I know you do. It was really impressive seeing your, uh, I was going to say manscaping. That's different. Your landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different day. That is, that is my, that, that's what I meant. That's how I dabble. Check out my manscaping, John. <laughs> so clean. I have a $4 pair of scissors that I keep in the shower. <laughs> welcome to predator minute the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi mac classic Predator, one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And today we're discussing Minute 41 of Predator. Minute 41, you could call the Dirk Nowitzki of Minutes. Do you do a Schwarzenegger impersonation? (laughs) Uh, uh, Get to the chopper now. I mean, everybody kind of loves Arnold. Wait, was that Commando? Is that what that was? (laughs) <laughs> what movie was that? I forgot what movie it was. Yeah, the Glenn Rice of minutes. Glenn Rice is our new long-distance shootout champion. Ah. Yeah, the Eddie Matthews, Tom Seaver of minutes. And then okay. for Seahawks fans, the Eugene Robinson of minutes. Not all the shotgun, stepping up the throw, hitting pressure, Seahawks after him. And they throw back at the 26-yard line. Oh, oh wait, was nice. Eugene Robinson a Seahawk? He was. Oh, okay. And then he went to go play for the Packers, right? I think he was on the Packers, yeah. And he lost the Super uh, Bowl to Denver. Then he joined Atlanta and then lost the next Super Bowl to Denver, I believe. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you can fact check that if you like. Or I guess I can too. And then I, he was... A, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I have a Eugene Robinson story yeah. for you in a, in a moment. I was going to ask you though, who's uh, Eddie Matthews and Tom Seaver? I don't think Those I'm are two baseball added. players. Oh, well, weird. <laughs> That's the blind spot for you. All <laughs> yeah, right. I should have just guessed that. <laughs> Are they good? Uh, I believe they're both Hall of Famers. Oh, so, so then, yes. Yeah, so they're good. <laughs> yeah. Thinking wow. they're good. You want my quick Eugene Robinson story? Yeah. And, and then, isn't there like a really funny? Yeah, there's a really funny Eugene Robinson story. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'll just tell my, I, I met Eugene Robinson Ooh. one time. Yeah. So um, my fifth grade teacher in elementary school knew Eugene Robinson. I, I don't know how. She was like a middle-aged, slightly overweight, kind of grumpy woman. And <laughs> somehow she knew Eugene Robinson and she would, uh, he would come speak to her fifth grade class like every year he was like like one day a year was eugene robinson day Mm -hmm. and he would come in and like you know give us a talk about you know following the rules and being good people and this and that and uh and then he'd like sign football cards for all of us and i got my picture taken with him and uh for years i had this picture of me like fifth grade you know 10 year old me with eugene robinson whoa do you still have it? Yeah, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't know what happened to it. Because didn't Eugene Robinson get in trouble? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, um, I think this is when my picture with him may have disappeared. <laughs> you ripped it up in anger. <laughs> or my mom just might have like been like, mm, nope. <laughs> not the best role model. Because I remember for years as a, a Seattle, well, not a Seahawks fan, I would say in the 90s, I was a, 
didn't really follow football that much. I just kind of knew oh, what was going were, on. You know, the Seahawks were fucking garbage in the 90s anyway. Yeah, but he so. goes from the Seahawks to the Packers where he wins the championship. Then they lose the next year to Denver. Then he joins Atlanta. And the night before that Super Bowl between the Falcons and the Broncos, he's arrested for uh, soliciting a prostitute. Yes, <laughs> that's what it was. I knew it was something like that. Um, the night before the Super yes. Bowl, shouldn't that happen after? It should happen Bowl? after. I don't. Yeah, and then the, the Wikipedia gives it kind of an excuse, gives them kind of the out of saying, well, because of that previous incident that night, like he totally blew it for the team, giving up a touchdown to the wide receiver, and then they lose the game. I mean, they lost by mm-hmm. two touchdowns, so it was more than that. I remember the game itself yeah. not being that close when I was uh, watching it, but I remember him being like such a strong Christian. Like I would hear those things, like like in church, like people would point to him being, you know, like oh look at this model citizen, this model athlete who's also proselytizing yes. the good word, and then like this happens, and then nobody at church Dude. talked about him. Is it, it was it was one of those whoa, like what are you doing, man? Like yeah. That- that was his thing. Like it was a public school, but he still like worked in some uh, Christian propaganda there yeah. when he came and spoke to our class. Um, if anyone hasn't figured it out, I'm not religious. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I know. <laughs> uh, but so it was like, didn't really matter one way or another to me, but yeah. So when, when that happened, that kind of, kind of tainted his image there. I'm pretty sure my mom probably just like, quietly took that picture off my shelf one day yeah (laughs) yeah just uh slipped it into the old garbage can yeah so goes the mantra don't meet your heroes right also don't have sex with a prostitute (laughs) when you're a devout christian (laughs) don't even ask isn't that a saying (laughs) (laughs) i think that's in various parts of the bible if i remember correctly yes right (laughs) Uh, but we're talking minute 41 of predator back to the minute minute 41 opens with billy and dutch staring into the jungle and it ends with Anna whacking Ponchito in the face with a slog. Oh, stick log. Stick log. Whack. Cue Ren and Stimpy music. Slog, log, log. Um, all right, so the beginning of this, we uh, we we get the zoom. We get mm-hmm. the, the big zoom, the apparently the controversial zoom. So this is right after Dutch and Billy have spoken, um, carrying over from last minute, of course. And uh, the camera does just nice steady zoom right in on the jungle. And there seems to be a lot of debate online if you can see the predator in this moment here. What are your thoughts on that there, John? Uh, I mean, it's something we've done this time and time again, whenever we're looking at a portion of the jungle where the predator is. But we're not, we're never able to see it. And this is something I looked at many, many times, probably in the triple digits easily, just zooming in, looking at different parts of the screen for dozens of times and looking at a different part of the screen dozens of times and another part of the screen. People on the YouTube video clips for this movie are adamant that you can see the predator, but there are many disagreements about where on the screen you can actually see it. Some people claim it's on the left side of the screen some people claim it's in the v branch on the left side some people claim it's somewhere in the v branch in the middle of the screen some people are saying over in the far right you know you can see the predator doing some naughty things behind a tree but <laughs> I, I cannot see any of those so i'm gonna just say no no they're all full of shit like i i, I mentioned this last minute i think or the one minute before that but uh like if they're gonna spend the money on special effects to, to put the predator in the shot you're gonna see it yeah 
So yeah, I mean, there's no there's no predator in this shot. We're we're not supposed to see him. We're this is Billy staring into the jungle. He's sensing something is there, but he can't see anything. That's why he's so unnerved. Mm-hmm. So no, there's there's no we get no predator in this shot. Yeah, Un- unfortunately, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very obvious when we first see it, and from then on, it's not like a trick of looking for it. Although I will say, there's one moment later on in the movie during uh, Dylan's final stand where there is just that couple seconds seconds where he's scanning the trees and you can see it but he he misses it but you can see it if you watch that scene and it's not that hard to see it's it's very that shimmer is really out in the open you just have to see it then but yeah it's deliberate but but to me i mean i guess on the positive side it's cool that people are watching these movies just as closely as we are and trying to pick out the little details that's kind of fun to see the conversation still going on yeah sure but they're still wrong yeah (laughs) wrong wrong Wrong. all right so we have the little zoom here and uh no what is cool about this minute is we predator is up there Mm -hmm. like story-wise he is definitely up there because we're cutting back and forth and getting predator vision shots of dutch and billy standing down there and so that's where we head next after the zoom cuts right to the predator vision we get some great sound design here And uh, camera kind of slowly pans left, predator vision. Yeah, and we just get a couple seconds of that before we cut back over to Anna and her slog. 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 So did you have anything to add there about the predator vision? I don't think there's anything real enlightening about that. Just the re- once again, establishing that the predator is there up in the trees. We just can't see him yet. Yeah, no, I don't don't have anything new. This is, uh, we've seen this heat vision before and we'll see a little bit more later this minute now we are back over with the rest of the crew and the the next shot starts with anna grabbing a is it a stick is it a log it's a slog it's a slog are we seeing her grab the slog again is that what we're seeing i guess i missed that part somehow in my wrap up uh yeah after the zoom we get some heat vision and then the next shot is her holding on to the slog because we saw her take a grip on this last minute. I remember talking about this. Yes. So we're just, yes, you're right. So she's still just crouched down, holding it there, right. waiting to, to do something. It was one of those uh, Chekhov's items, right? Where you see it, you know, in the beginning, and then you know it's going to come into play later. So an, a Chekhov's slog, if you will. <laughs> nice. Oh, we just, <laughs> nice. I think we just named the minute. You did. Chekhov's slog. Chekhov's slog. Write it down. <laughs> so they re they reestablish that that Anna is is holding the slog and the camera kind of jumps around here. We get a shot of of uh, Dylan, Dylan, kind of, Dylan, Dylan, kind of pointing off uh, to some of his teammates. Cuts over to is that Ponchito, mm-hmm. Poncho there. Back to Dylan. They're just we, we just get a shot of them kind of communicating with each other. And the what's happening here is we're moving the team forward. But Dylan wants to. Dylan! Dylan! He wants to move ahead here and kind of be at the front line of the, of the group. So he, he waves Poncho over to uh, to watch <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Which you had a nice analogy for this. Yeah, I said it's very similar to saying, hey, will we watch my kid for a second? And we know how that goes down where the kid at first might be saying, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a good kid. I'm going to behave. Yeah, I'm an angel. And then as soon as the parent is out of sight, they're just totally laying some kind of badness down. They're just totally laying the smack down on the, the new watcher. Like, oh no, like this is what a bummer. What I just get myself into. Yeah. And, and Anna really tries to lay the groundwork here because she tries to soften Poncho up right away with those, that, that sweet, sweet smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she really gives him like the, oh, hey, big boy <laughs> look, doesn't she? Yeah, and he has a little <laughs> like uptick of the corner of his mouth too, just seeing, you know, hey, like 
I pointed a gun at you earlier, right? <laughs> I know you. He's stroking his ego there a little yeah, bit. Like yeah, like you're saying, soften him up a little bit. So it kind of, you know, th- she does a good job there because that probably instantly relaxed him a mm-hmm. little. Get a nice smile from a pretty lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so again, we're setting up what's to come here. Anna does a good job of, uh, She. it's a better choice here than the leaves. I guess I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, it's, it's quite the upgrade from just tossing a bunch of leaves in someone's face, throwing an actual mm-hmm. slog and breaking over their face. Which we'll talk about when we get there, but when she is smiling at him, you do hear the high strings that we've heard already a couple times to indicate imminent danger. We heard it first when Blaine and Mac are coming across the tripwire from the mine many minutes ago, and then just a minute ago, we heard it as Dutch was approaching Billy out in the clearing. Yeah, you're right, and and those high strings come in right as she smiles, and then also right as it cuts away from that back to the heat vision. Yeah, back to the present so version. Kind of serves a d- dual purpose there we kind of get a there's a there's a an indication that she's up to something and then it's also right back to the predator indicating that he is right around the corner mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool yeah i like that pretty neat uh this is where um i just point out the commentary from john McTiernan. really light around this section he's just uh repeating himself explaining how the team worked really well together morale wise especially did he did, did he just nod off and then wake up <laughs> at this part he's looked at his hand he had three words written his like camaraderie uh, special effects and then something blurry that kind of <sighs> is all come, smeared away come on mcturnan wake yeah. up do your comment yeah. like man. we're making a podcast here man how do you not know seriously this is predator minute <laughs> give us some material <laughs> that was your flagship podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You were going to say. Oh, no. That was a fine aside. That was um, <laughs> more material than Trick Jernings given here. He's just, he's just explaining how the team was working well together, morale-wise, especially considering the environment and uh, the people who are hard to work with, kind of like Sonny Landham and right his mm. uh, bodyguard attachment, who he always had to have around him to protect everybody from him we're ready to jump into like yeah the last the last act of this minute if you will act uh all right so anna's flashing her nice smile we get a quick uh, heat vision shot again, uh, and they do the, like a kind of a double heat vision shot. So it's it's uh, a wider shot where we see Dutch and, and Billy down mm-hmm. there, kind of from the waist up, and then we get a nice like lens flare or something. Yeah, yeah, and then it zooms in, and we just see their heads. And I really like the sound design here. The, we're getting more and more now in the heat vision of like the predator playing. Well, he's either just it's the audio is just him listening to them talking, which we we then hear later is him like replaying right over and over mm-hmm. again. But uh, I, I like the sound design of their voices because it, I can't decide if it sounds like it's slowed down or it's just sort of been like reverbed and like echoed. And I don't know, it's just kind of a cool, cool effect. It, it gives the whole shot kind of a creepy feeling to it. I think. Yeah. And I think with his augmented mask, maybe there are some audio and visual changes happening from the real world to the Predator's eyes and ears, but at the same time, this is an alien being, so the way he is going to hear things and see things are going to be on a different spectrum than humans. If we right, right. if he's seeing what we're seeing and hearing, he's probably going to go like, that is just freaky, like all those colors and that definition and... <laughs> You all sound really high pitched from your perspective. Giant bicep. Wow. 
<laughs> you can see that thing from space. <laughs> That's why I came down here. I had to check what that thing was. <laughs> no that's a good point though like um I, I hadn't really thought of that like clearly whatever language you know the predator speaks with his homies back home is different and there we would assume that the way they interpret sound and hear things is probably also different so yeah uh that's a cool observation i was thinking that like that's the sound that was coming through like his the speakers in his like augmented helmet but perhaps that's just actually what he's hearing because of his biology mm -hmm. perhaps yeah, yeah as a cool. result too it's not entirely clear what they're saying here on the screen for the first couple of lines yeah. but uh, billy's last line is clear uh, i just when i was watching this i was doing my best approximation and then in those same youtube comments i was picking out when people would write down what they thought the lines were so this is kind of the amalgamation of that so you mm. want to do a dramatic line reading <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't have to sure. augment our voices if you don't want to. It'd be kind of weird to. That's that might be hard to do, especially if I'm trying to augment a uh, Austrian <laughs> accent. It's already augmented. <laughs> it's already <laughs> augmented. <laughs> uh, all right, am I am I gonna do Arnold? Again? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Got Billy so spooked. All right. What got Billy so spooked? What's got Billy so, so spooked? spooked. <laughs> Brad's got really so spooked. That was so good. <laughs> oh, man. Never live that down. All right. All right. So I'll be Billy. <laughs> okay. You seeing that up there ahead? Nothing. What do you think? I guess it's nothing major. And. Hmm. <laughs> Now, should we have the great debate about Billy's line right there? Sure. This is a line that co-host of the show and brother of the show, Aaron, and I have for years uh, mockingly called a debate where we are asking, is he saying, <laughs> I guess it's nothing comma major, or is he saying, I guess it's nothing major, as in, I guess it's nothing important. I guess it's nothing significant. Right. What do you think? Uh, well... <laughs> I guess the quick solution to this would be to look at the script and see how I it's guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I have always interpreted this as being like Dutch is the major, as in that's his title in the army. That's how I always thought it was comma capital major. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that, I, I think that's pretty clear. But it's fun to think that he's actually saying, I guess, that, I guess it's nothing major, and brings to mind the classic E-40 song, <laughs> Uh, if it's major, hit me on my pager. If it's major, hit me on my pager. Ring it, ring it, ring it, ring it. Oh, man. Can you can you sing a, a bar or two or a chorus? Pager, hit me on my pager. Rang it, rang it, rang it, rang it, rang my telephone. All right. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> E40, I'm right here. Just give me a Is ring. E40 still alive. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. E40, slide up into my DMs. Give yeah. me a shout out. I love E40. I, I was, uh, we had this conversation yeah. earlier. I was uh, surprised that you'd never heard of E40. He's been a, a favorite rapper of mine since I was about. Mm, no, 40. I was thinking, didn't they sing Red Red Wine? <laughs> but that's UB40. That's a different, that's a different 40. Why weren't we talking about E40 and UB40 and Minute 40? I can't believe oh, we really let down yeah. our, 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 our peeps. I'd love to hear E40 do a cover of Red Red Wine. And UB40 do a cover of Hit Me on My Pager. <laughs> um, 
yeah. <laughs> um, E40 has this really distinct huh. rapping style where he like, yeah, it's it. No one sounds like E40. It's really hard to describe. You just kind of have to hear him rap. He'll do these like really fast raps that sometimes don't even necessarily rhyme, uh, but he's just really fast. Yeah. Anyway, his interpretation of red red wine would be something okay. to hear. Get on the internet. We'll be yeah. yeah. We'll be waiting. Make that happen. So I looked up in the script, and he just says it's nothing. He doesn't say it's nothing major. Oh, what? He doesn't say it's nothing really like a big deal. But his rank, Dutch's rank, and this is major. So I'm just going to go with that. But it's it's kind of fun to just say every once in a while. It's 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 nothing major. It's it's nothing nothing major, major. or it's nothing. Let's eat grandpa, right? Like misplaced punctuation, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. Uh, eats, eats, shoots, and leaves. Isn't that the name? Yes. Yeah. Famous book about grammar. Punctuation, right. I should say. Yeah. Let's <laughs> eat grandpa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. All right. So, okay. So we, we're we staring off into the jungle. We're still not seeing anything. And we get to kind of the, this is a fun minute because it kind of has an arc to it, doesn't it? it has, we have a little storyline. Yeah. Uh, were you going to reference Anna here? Yeah, I was I was gonna spend like one more second on Billy real fast. Sure, because he's having this extra sensory moment, this badass mystical Native American tropey instance of mm-hmm. sensing something that's out there, sensing the danger to the point where he's standing out in the open and, well, quite frankly, freaking the rest of the team out to make Dutch come out there and grab him by the shoulder or the collar and say, "What's wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you?" Mm. It's it's just, I don't know, it must be really taking the wind out of the sails of Billy to tell them that it's nothing, that he's not sensing anything. Because I'm certain, right, Billy is sensing something. It, it just really kind of boggles my mind to think, why is he not saying anything to them? Has he just done this too many times in the past with the team and there is nothing there or they, nothing ever comes of it? Yeah, because he's pretty tight-lipped about it, isn't he? Right. If they just, you know, yeah. fire off a couple rounds in the, into the trees, right, maybe maybe they tag whatever danger is out there and he's validated. That's a good, that brings up a good point. Um, I don't know. And they, they do keep, yeah, I'm not sure what the answer is there because they, they're keeping this, they keep him so mysterious mm-hmm. this whole time. Yeah. And it is kind of, you're right, it's kind of tropey uh, the way they use him, but it also helps build the suspense. Yeah. So as a, as a storytelling device, like it works. It does. Yeah, it does. And probably something that happens a lot of times in real life too, when someone's not telling you something that they should, or you hear like a loud noise at night and you're just saying, I'm just going to ignore it. I know it's something, <laughs> but I'm just going to say it's nothing. A couple of examples I wrote down was like a car alarm you hear at night. That's not yours. You're just thinking like, it's probably nothing, probably mm-hmm. nothing to worry about. And the other thing you always hear at night are like, are cats fighting where you can just hear a couple of cats <laughs> going at it? And it just sounds like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, like horror movie level stuff is going on out there. <laughs> and you're, you're definitely not going to go out there. You're just thinking you're going to come across some hideous feline murder scene, but you just, you just leave it alone. Like eh, Animal Rescue will take care of that if it's that big of a deal. Yeah, that's kind of like in, at night if you just hear like a, uh, a sound like everyone, you know, sometimes I'll just hear like a, a weird sound in the house and you just kind of tell yourself, Oh, it's just the house settling. Right. You know, or it's probably just the cat jumping from the couch over to the table. It's fine. We haven't owned a cat in years though. What? <laughs> it's just Eugene Robinson knocking on your back door. 
y'all got any more of those prostitutes in there? <laughs> Scratching his neck. <laughs> the Super Bowl's tomorrow. <laughs> we got to celebrate tonight. Uh, we'll cut all that. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Oh, Eugene. All right. So uh, are we uh, ready for the last section here? Yeah, ready to break it off. Okay. <laughs> if it's major. If it's major. Um, hit me on my pager. Ring my telephone. Ring my telephone. All right. So we're done with the conversation between uh, Dutch and Billy here. And we cut back to Anna, Anna, and she's still holding on to that slog. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see her slowly lift it in the air and then bam. Bang. Oh, Smash. She gets off a good shot right here. Bang. Oh, yeah. It's- it is it is brutal. It's uh yeah, it's it's on the level of Arnold tagging her with the butt of his rifle uh, in the camp to knock her out. Yeah, Just dude, the brutal. the slog breaks. Did oh, you notice yeah. that? It, it totally yeah. snaps. And it's it's a great piece of prop work if that's you know some piece of plastic or yeah. um, really light polyurethane or something like that that's breaking across Ponchito's face because that looks like it hurts. Poor Poncho right there. Yeah, he he just he just did the thing. He's just watching someone else's uh, charge for a minute. He's he's not thinking. Yeah, he was happen. all pumped up. His his he was all like his ego was inflated. He was thinking he was looking good. He just got some nice nice eyes from from the lady, mm-hmm. and she just hit him in the face with a slog. Yeah, and my my thinking is that he's looking backwards, and I'm thinking, why is he looking backwards? He's probably looking backwards because Billy the lead has just started to walk. And continue the progress of, for the team, and so everybody else is probably one by one starting to follow Billy. So yeah. Punchy just looking up at Jesse Ventura, uh, Blaine. He's still up on the ridge working as a sentry, just looking off in the distance. He's probably trying to catch Blaine's attention to tell him to come on down. Yeah, and the score kicks in here, really kind of done, and she runs off down the hill right after smacking him in the face. Yeah, it's just, right, it, it starts crescendoing right there, uh, right as the minute ends. It's great, great part to end a minute on, I think, because yeah. it's, right, the, the movie's changing now, the movie's changing shape, much like the- Do you think that was a cut- Cut to commercial spot on, on TBS. <laughs> uh, the cut to commercial spot would definitely. Well, it's hard to say that the commercial spot would be him saying it's nothing major because then you'd come back mm. from the commercial and she'd smack in the log and start the action. I don't know. Yeah, good point. I think the cut to commercial would be in a couple minutes when they come across, like when when they can't find Hawkins and you see him hanging in the tree. I think that's the cut to commercial spot. Right. They discover him and then... Uh, I would say the last thing that stands out to me in this minute is he says it's nothing major. I guess it's nothing major. (laughs) Um, He unshoulders his rifle. Billy continues forward and Dutch is just looking at the back of Billy's head with this real thinking, suspicious look. I guess it's nothing major. Billy says it's nothing, but I have a really strong feeling that Dutch does not believe that at all. Dutch totally believes in this sixth sixth sense uh, of Billy just sensing something, but for whatever reason, not telling the team. And I think you brought up the point, or someone brought up the point to me. I don't know, maybe it was you a couple minutes ago saying that, well, if we know Billy is believing that they're all going to die later on in the movie, he just says it so bluntly um, to Ponchito saying, you're not scared of any man. He says, we're all going to die. Bullshit. You ain't afraid of no man. There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. We're all going to die. If he believes it at this point, maybe it's just his way of trudging on into 
destiny into fate saying it's it's inevitable we're just going to march right into this um it's not it's not going to matter one way or the other if i if we know it's out there or if we're ignorant to it yeah well it's that whole thing of like withholding information so that uh you don't start a panic yeah right you need your team to work together if they're going to have any chance of surviving and getting out here no one you can't have anyone panic Everyone has to work together Mm -hmm. and no one can like doubt each other's decisions. (laughs) And as soon as you introduce some, you know, wild card, like, oh, there might be an alien jumping around the jungle (laughs) ready to kill us. That's going to upend the apple cart, you know, and uh, cause a lot of problems. So he's got to be thinking about that. He's got to be thinking about the well-being of his group and, and trying, you know, doing what he can to get everyone to our their final destination. Well, it's a good thing everybody keeps their cool here, right? Because <laughs> not two seconds later, what happens is right. uh, a wild card of her own, Anna, just takes action and <laughs> starts a whole bunch of trouble. So would it have mattered in the, in the short run? Who knows? Right, right. <laughs> it's almost like she's saying, like, yeah, like, I, we need some action to happen. It's time to smack someone in the face and just let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah. In, in the script is a little bit different the way she frees herself. Um, in the script, she's still attacking Dylan again. Dylan! Instead of Panchito, and this time it's not with a branch, she actually does the whole fight off and assault from a rear attacker. She elbows him in the chest. She mm. kicks him backward into the shin and then turns and knees Dylan right in the groin before running away. Ooh. And I was wondering if you had to be taken out either way, would you rather take a slog to the face or the script version of (laughs) beaten really badly by hand and foot? Oh, you know, I I think that's a tough question. I think I take that slog to the face, actually. Yeah, it seems like it'd be over quicker. It's over quicker and the slog does break, which is actually in his benefit because some of the the energy is dispersed through the log as it breaks. It's it's like in karate, when you break the board, it hurts much less if you break the board than if you don't. Right? Yeah, and, so, and it probably hurt her hands a little bit too. Kind of like, you know, when you hit a baseball with a bat in like the wrong right. place when you're holding the bat and it really shakes your hands. I don't, I guess you don't exercise. So that's something that happens. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what is a bat? <laughs> I don't exercise. Stop rubbing it in my face. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but Anna's ready, Anna's ready to start this action. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd take a face slogging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, be over quicker. <laughs> what what about you? Would you would you take a slog to the face or I think or I'd have get, to take a slog. Kicked in the nuts? Yeah, I think I'd take a slog to the face. I feel like you can walk off like a little bit of broken stick to the face more than I can probably walk off any to the groin. I've had a vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a drop. <laughs> I'm gonna play some tender music over that. I had a choice. <laughs> oh, I don't need that again. <laughs> I don't need that pain again. I had a vasectomy. (laughs) Give me the slog. (laughs) Give me the slog, Doc. Just give me the slog. I've had a vasectomy. (laughs) Oh, oh my God.
Predator minute. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. Oh, oh, sweaty under my eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for oh, man. for weekly recommends, I think I know what Jeff would recommend. <laughs> I recommend not getting a vasectomy from the doctor that gave me mine. It's, it was painful. Oh no. Oh no. Well, I'll tell you uh, when we have more time. I'll tell you my vasectomy story sometime. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, do we do we have anything else to add for this minute? <laughs> I think we've added just enough. I think we've done enough. <laughs> so now is when we talk about recommends. So, Jeff, what do you have for the audience to check out? All right. So, um, Game of Thrones has ended. Uh, by the time this airs, well, it's it's ended as of this recording. By the time this airs, it will certainly have been over. So I'm I'm rooting around on HBO for new shows to watch, and a a new one came out that was heavily advertised on HBO, and we started watching it, my wife and I, and it's really good. I think I know what it uh, is. Do is, you? It's a. Is it Barry? What are you thinking? No, it's not actually. That's on the list. I haven't watched that yet, but I've heard it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, what I believe it's a, it's a mini series. Like it has a beginning and end. I think it's just a one season show. It's called Chernobyl hmm. and it's a, um, it's not a documentary, but it's a, a basically like, like a, just a, an account of what happened at Chernobyl. Okay. Um, and I think it uh, all the most of the actors are British, so I'm thinking it was a British production. Um, and that sounds weird to have like a bunch of British people, and they don't change their accents really. They just speak in their they speak English with their British accent, uh, but they're all playing Russians. But it actually works really well um, because it lets them be really good actors and not try to do a fake accent. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's uh, it's really really good. It just starts in Chernobyl, like the day of the explosion. You kind of learn the sequence of events that happened during that crisis and how aspects of it were covered up and certain people were trying to deny that things were even happening and because of that it slowed down the steps that should have been taken to protect the people that lived around there and um, it is sad and it's but really really well done um super interesting so chernobyl i highly recommend i've watched three episodes so far on hbo wow okay how many how many episodes are there i don't know because it's not like netflix where they release them all so right because it's i could probably look on wikipedia because they usually know Mm -hmm. i'm i'm guessing it's like each episode is an hour so i would guess it's probably either an eight or ten episode series interesting and it's one of those shows where you know it's going to happen at the end right or has it already happened well it happens in the first episode Oh, it happens in the first episode okay yeah and so the the series is like the aftermath like who did what and when and the mistakes that were made or not made and it's really really good do you feel like any of it is fictionalized or um over dramatized hard to tell i don't know if it's based on a book or like you know i don't know what the source material is it feels like it's pretty accurate hmm. they're constantly flashing up dates and times um before a scene starts you know it'll be like three days after the explosion two o'clock and so that makes it feel like it's it's accurate. I don't know if that's true, but it gets it gives you the feeling that it's that it's very real. Yeah. So it you know uh, check it out. It's really good. Okay. Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. Chernobyl. Awesome. 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 What do you got for us, John? What have you been watching or baking or wearing lately? <laughs> Did you pour bread flour into your boost shoes? 
Oh, the ultimate. Wow, I need to. That's that's a collaboration I can actually uh, stand behind. I like that one. Yeah, it's like mm. tasty, boosty. Yeah. <laughs> boosty. Boosty. <laughs> so boosty. No, no, I'm going to recommend a movie that you and I saw with our buddy Mike last week. We saw John Wick, Chapter Ooh. 3, Parabellum. Once killed three men in a bar. A pencil. I know, I've heard the story. The fucking pencil. Fuck yeah, we did. Yeah. You know, the third chapter. <laughs> well, they've already announced a release date for chapter four. Oh, yeah. I heard it was, it, was yeah. it May 21st, 2021? 2021. Oh, so yeah. Let's buy our tickets right now. Right. Let's get let's on there. Let's camp out yeah. like the old school. <laughs> uh, so we saw this together with a friend of yes. ours. I'm going to let you, it's your recommend. So what did you think? How'd you like John Wick chapter three? Um, I just wrote down some of the things that stood out to me um, because... I find I'm not that good about recapping things without writing things down, but uh, some things I really liked. I really enjoyed the world building they're doing in the John Wickiverse, mm-hmm. uh, JWU. Um, I loved Halle Berry and her dogs. Yes. Um, I like the different sightseeing or jet setting, if you will, almost the James Bond style of going different locales as opposed to being stuck in the city for the whole movie. That was neat to see him in different locales, I'll just say that. Uh, I thought they had a great mix of different scenes where there were hand-to-hand combat mixed with the sword play slash knife play. And then they also had some really good gun fu or gun kata scenes. Um, And then a really enjoyable antagonist in the ninja named Zero, played by Mark Descassos, Descassos, Mm. who has a really long filmography I've been learning about over a few different reviews I've I've listened to about John Wick 3, including uh, he was in Double Dragon and Mortal Kombat, and probably most famously the Iron Chef shows playing the chairman. I haven't seen the Iron Chef shows, but uh, apparently if you watch those, there's someone named chairman who's being played by Mark Descassos, the, the uh, ninja in John Wick 3. I've watched that show. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't put that together. Man, I really liked yeah, it. me too. I really, really liked it. It was it was relentless in its action, mm-hmm. uh, which I always appreciate. Your The plot line can be shitty. I don't care right. if you have like relentless, awesome action. And I did not think the plot line here was shitty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked the world building, like you said kind of took everything from the previous two movies and elevated it. The way they mixed up different fight scenes, I mean that fight in the library. Yeah. With, to oh to open God, things up, to, that was amazing. I don't want to give too much no. away, but that was so much yeah. fun. And, and yeah, Halibut with the dogs. There was the scene that only had knives. There was a scene where they somehow were like beating each other up with Kung Fu while on motorcycles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just thought it was really great. I, the movie ended and I was like, that was really fun. I had a really good time and in the week since I kind of can't stop thinking about it and how much fun it was and what a it's it's definitely the best action movie we're gonna get this year I thought it was really cool oh yeah and it was I remember when the first one popped up in 2014 and going to see that just on a whim I hadn't heard anything about it but yeah I just saw the poster and thought well there's really nothing else out and I have no kids at the time because this is before our first child so you just go do whatever you want yeah it was weird back then and then yeah I remember sitting in the theater watching it by myself thinking this is awesome this is like a hidden gem and then right it blows up later and Mm -hmm. uh, everybody talks about it and there's a sequel and then now there's a 
third one and now there's going to be one coming out in a couple years so it's really cool to see uh, something original take off it's not based on a graphic novel or a yeah. comic book or in anything just original ideas by the screenwriters which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I love how they just kind of like double down on the world building. <laughs> you know, like the first the first uh, uh, movie was, you know, it was kind of based in reality. And then, you yeah. know, they kind of they kind of dabbled in this like shadow society. But, but in this movie, like everybody who's not John Wick is an assassin. <laughs> Trying to kill John Wick. <laughs> right. Like every single person on screen, every extra, every everybody is, you know, and it's to the point where it's it's a little ridiculous, but it adds it adds to the funness, if that's yeah. right, of the movie. Like you just, I mean, he's he's killing people with books. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you just have to you just have to be like, this is what we're doing, and it's fun and uh, it's great. Everyone should go see John Wick in the theater. It's mm-hmm. uh, definitely a great experience. John Wick, John Wick, John Wick, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga. What's that guy's name? He was also in uh, Girl with a Dragon. Tattoo? No, the guy that was in the uh, HBO Western with Timothy Oliphant. Oh, Deadwood. Deadwood. Oh, you're thinking yeah. Ian McShane. He's thinking yeah. Ian McShane. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Of. I'm thinking yeah. Michael Nyquist from the first one. He's the one telling oh, okay. the Baba Yaga stories, and then in the second one, it's your boy um, Carl Hungus. Uh, yes. Peter Stormare's at the very beginning, yes. telling him he's like retelling the story about how he killed three people with the. Fucking pencil. Fucking pencil. Yeah. Fucking pencil. So can I just notice your Zencaster username today is Johnny Utah, which <laughs> it is clear you have it on the brain. So maybe we'll, we'll have, have to go see it again or something like that. Keanu's really killing it. Like yeah. he's he's just found a, a really great niche for himself late in his career. I think it's kind of awesome. Huh. And that on top of all the stories you hear about what a good guy he is. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves, dude. Like, give it up to him. Like, yeah. good, good life, buddy. Yeah. Good job. I'm thinking I'm thinking he's back. I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah. Back. <laughs> back. Back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's all right. it for recommends. Uh, yeah. Where do people find the titular Johnny Utah, Carl Hungus, Jeff Glover. Yeah, I'm Jeff Glover on Twitter. You can find me at capital K Carl underscore capital H Hungus 314. Don't forget the 314. My name is Carl H. Been expert. I will not. Find me there on the Twitters. I've been, I've been like, I've had bursts on Twitter lately, like where I tweet a whole bunch and then I go Mm. quiet for a while. So I've been quiet for a little bit. I'll try to get back on there and tweet random musings. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Where can we find uh, Predator Minute on all of our social media avenues? Is that a plane flying over your house? Oh, you can hear that? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No. Oh. Um, I, li- I live at the north end of Lake Washington, and all the planes that come in from the south, oh, right. they fly past SeaTac, uh-huh. and they come up to the top of Lake Washington, turn around, and then fly back. So we get all these like kind of low flyovers right above my house. And all those seaplanes. And a bunch of seaplanes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sea tack. Sea tack. It's kind of cool, <laughs> <laughs> cool though. The girls love it. They love watching the airplanes fly. Oh, cool. And it's not close enough that it's like real loud, mm-hmm. but, but they're low enough in the sky that you can kind of like see them. It's cool. Yeah. Neat. Neat. All right. Uh, you can continue the conversation uh, about low-flying planes, uh, slugs, 
uh, how you'd rather be beaten up by Anna uh, on the Facebook page, Predator Minute Listeners Palapa. Mm. You can find us on Twitter at Predator Minute or email the show with any cool stories or factoids uh, you want shared uh, on the show at PredatorMinute at gmail.com. <laughs> After hours, we'd love to hear about it. <laughs> We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear the tale, the tall tale of Eugene Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> but for Predator Minute, I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And until next time. Ah, oh, stick around. Stick around. Stick Unless around. you're Eugene Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> then go away. And then kindly go away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have a Super Bowl? <laughs> Hide in the bar, off that earth, in the OAK. All on park, parked on the car, rolling up a vibe. Licked it three times, laced it with the alizite. I bought the twomp a day, they be hit me frequent light. Sneak and fall day, from top to shoulder. We been OPPN, cause my nature's no day. The road say, I like she's six months, but I say, she putting the gang of major studs. But sneakers, consequences when you're doing it, dude. Fuck around and get caught up in the catch when it's in the area. Dirt and dust, what are ya? B-A plus. But ain't your sister, sugar tea. Ain't you the one that say sprinkle me? me. I love me some 40 wild. I seen you up in two pop video popping your cow. I play this player shit like Bugs Bunny. I ain't a cartoon figure. I makes money. Ain't nothing funny if you ever in some phone. Call your partner on the slender. Leave 187 at the end of the number. Book a Benzia Washington on a cellular phone. You can tell that the East Bay was his home. My people going off like a high school bill. And I'm my money in stacks and all my pockets on swell. M- mobbing like a player, but I'm still a Gito. Pager going off like C3PO. Time for the hurricane. He said word. I put it on his back. Fuck what you heard. If it's major, hit me on my pager. Major, hit me on my page. Ring it, ring it, ring it.